You're listening to The Full Broadside. Greetings, everyone, to another edition of The Full Broadside. With me again today, KJ, Mando, and Sock. How are you guys doing? Doing, doing all right. Great. Good, good. We are we are currently still missing our Nimitz. We have heard he has arrived home safely. He just needs a day to recover from jet lag. So we look very forward to catching him uh, and catching up with him next week. So, so big Big, big fan of, of Nimitz and very glad to, to hear that he's returned safely and all as well. That's always good news. Um, we need more good news out there. <laughs> I know myself, I've been running from forest fires and, you know, uh, the, the apocalypse is upon us down here in Southern Oregon. So I'm glad to be here too. Yeah. And that got really close to your place, didn't it? Yeah, um, on the map, probably about, I don't know, a mile and a half away or so. But we're back in the house, no damage, and um, we are taking our blessings and uh, paying it forward and helping those out in need. So I am very happy to be here tonight and back online on the full broadside. Yeah, very nice. KJ? Good, good. Yeah, glad to be back. I've uh, been working a lot, um, you know, tired, but, you know, I'm here. I haven't got as much gameplay in during the week as I'd like to just because the work schedule, but you know, life is what it is. Yeah, I think I th- the last time I talked to any of you guys basically was the last time we recorded. Yeah, yeah that might I mean, be right. Yeah. Yeah, you and I kind of texted back and forth when you were working on your, uh, your computer stuff, but that was about it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. I've not been as busy as you guys, but I've still been doing stuff. I mean, I'm back in school now. It's all online, but it's still a lot more than I have been doing for the last six months. Well, and it still works, so it's it's not super yeah. easy stuff. It takes time and, and effort to, to put into it. And, yeah, and I've kind of been the same way. I've been working a lot and, and doing a bunch, and it's uh, it's slowing down. I actually got a, a couple of days vacation now ahead of me, so I'm looking forward to that. And... Uh, Hoping that uh, I can get on ships a little bit more. I I did get on a little bit today, and I and I I gotta tell everybody, uh the last couple of days I got on, uh, I it's like I forgot to play. I forgot how to play because I get in there and I'm just getting just decimated. I think my my maximum damage output was tonight in the Odin. I think I put up 70k damage, and that's not great. It's not horrible, but I mean, it's better than the 30 I did the previous game and the 21 I did the time before that. I mean, I don't know what's going on. If if uh, it's just the weekend, perhaps, and all of the all of the young kids that have a much better reaction time than I do are on. I, I don't know what it is, but I'm I'm having a terrible time, and <laughs> maybe maybe I got to make sure that I get at least two three hours every night so I can at least hold on to that 46% win rate. <laughs> I was just going to say, I think you're the first person I've ever played who's uh, said the reason why they're losing is because of the Weekend Warriors being too good. Yeah, well, <laughs> that I don't doesn't know. bode well. <laughs> yeah, well, it's either that or I'm ending up on all of their teams every time. You know, maybe that's just it. Maybe it's a full team of them, and they're like, oh, he's been off for a while. Bam, throw him with these guys. <laughs> Your account your account has been flagged with a gigantic epic size potato magnet. Yeah, I was gonna say, we you see start sending you some potato memes too. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, I, I actually got this uh, question for you guys because it was really Im- surprising to me. I got an email uh, on my phone the other day. My phone picks up all the emails from the show and 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 personal emails, but I got one from World of Warships. And they said, we've noticed a decline in your playtime recently. And they asked me to take a survey about how they're doing and is there something they can improve to get me back a little bit more often. And I was like, 
wow, I've never seen that before. And then I stop for a second. I'm like, hmm, this could be really interesting. I might be able to come up with something that Wargaming hasn't put in the game yet. I might be everyone's savior, you know? And I'm thinking to myself, what do I want to add? And it was like crickets. Nothing came to my mind. So, guys, <laughs> you gotta, you gotta help me, guys. You gotta help me. You also must be under the impression that they actually read those, right? That's yeah. that's probably true too. Yeah. So, way to take all the air out of my balloon sock. <laughs> I would have suggested to put a big, gigantic-sized potato cannon on the front of every battleship. That way, when you run into, I'm sorry, on the rear of, the, of of your battleships. That way, when you run into the potato teams, you can fire that backwards at your teammates that are just potatoing out and ramming <laughs> islands and all that stuff. So. <laughs> yeah. It'd be like a confetti cannon, you know. I mean, it doesn't do any damage, but you can just fire it and, like, this big potato goes flying through the air and hits them with a ball of confetti. And, you know, just kind of makes you feel better. <laughs> you know what? And if, you, if they saw that, I bet you everybody would stop and just kind of in awe watching it, and you could seize the opportunity and then level them. Yeah, but at the same time, whenever you fire it, it uh, puts in chat, I need intelligence data. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Spammed yeah. it a couple of times, yeah. Yeah, I hate that. <laughs> I mean, right off the get, as soon as we launch, somebody's yelling, I need intelligence data. I'm like, yeah, no kidding, Dingleberry. We all need that right now. Yeah, but you're the DD, but you're the DD, and you need intelligence data. Yeah, yeah you are the it. intelligence data. <laughs> yeah, go, go get it for the rest of us, buddy. Quit whining about it. Go do it. <laughs> All right. Well, let's get the show underway here. It's it's good to catch up, and we could go on for hours. Um, some of the some of the things uh, that are coming. I was looking at some of the dev notes and whatnot. Um, you know what? Instead of doing that, let's let's uh, let's go with our weekly grind. Let's uh, let's jump into that first. So uh, we talked about it off off air, and our weekly grind. We wanted to go with the Kriegsmarine, which is also known as Germany. Uh, the battleships. So, uh, what do you guys think on those lines? I've made it up to the Bismarck. I like some of the ships going up. I did not care much for the Bismarck, and I'm kind of just stuck there right now. I don't know if I want to continue pounding on it. I know the Kerfers is a great ship. It has terrible dispersion, but I've looked at the numbers. There's a handful of other ships that I already have and I like have terrible dispersion just as bad. So, I don't know. What are you guys' thoughts? Is it worth it? Are there any tips that you guys can give uh, give listeners that are that are playing the, that ship line? And uh, let's uh, let's see what we can get into. Hands down, uh, once again, another solid line base, old school. Um, what what do I call it? old school? Just a, a, a proven line all, all the way up, even down in the lower tiers like the Kaiser and the Koenig, um, moving up the Baron, and you just can't go wrong with a Kriegsmarine battleship in your lineup. Uh, they're just solid, solid ships, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I've got I've got all the way up to Frederick de Gross. Um, in that one so far, and you know, I'm kind of like you. I've I've got the Bismarck, and of course, I got the Turpets. So I played both of them a lot. I mean, it used to be a difference between the two, um, but not really much anymore. I mean, one of them actually had better secondaries and AA. The other one had the torpedoes and something. You know, so, but nowadays they're pretty much both the same. Um, but I enjoyed. You know, I've I've enjoyed my my time through them so far. I mean, I was kind of worried about the Frederick de Gross because I've you know always hear the the bad things about it. On yeah, you know, it's a tier nine. It's not that great. Wait till you get to the curve first. But even then, the curve first isn't that great, depending upon. But I've enjoyed it. I mean, you know, I've I've just basically put you know like all the rest of them. You put them out as a secondary build and just charge in and go for it. <laughs> I'm waiting. What socks take on it? Um, well, I've not, it's, it's not a line I've played, so I can't really make too much of a, uh, a judgment on them. The only German ships I've really played are premiums, but I do have the Tirpitz, I do have the Scharnhorst, and I also have the Odin. I think they're fine. They're good. Now, the question really becomes with these, with the German battleships, secondary or tank? So we'll, I'll shift right. the conversation over to that. What's your opinions on that? There's there's actually a hybrid build that I've seen go out there. Um, I tend to focus on either or. But since this line is known for its secondaries, I spec secondaries. Um, I, yeah, I, full, full disclosure, my Turpets is a full secondary build. 
Yeah, even right. up to the first secondaries. And what I find is, especially with the German premium battleships, with the secondary builds, you you, you have that captain that's viable amongst all the ships that you can just kind of bounce around. Mm-hmm. Well, and what's the range uh, on a fully secondaried out uh, Kurfürst? Uh, that's beyond 11K, is it not? Ooh, without the flag, it's like 11 point something, isn't it? Uh, well, with I know the flag, it's like 11.8. Yeah, the Frederick right now, mine is like ten point nine on the secondary. So I think I think you're right for that. Yeah. One. I know the Tirpitz is ten point eight. It's ten point eight without the flag, and then like eleven point three or something with it. I I've, I rarely use the secondary flag. So my grocer Kerfurst uh, secondaries. I'm looking up here. That's not correct. Um, it, it's eleven point six, and then if I dump the flags on it, right. you're going to get a, a higher. Oh no, wonder why I was on the wrong ship. Hang on. Yeah, it's what five percent bonus to the to the secondaries with the flag. I yeah, I was grinding up my um, of course grinding up my IGN line, and I had totally clicked on my Nagato. So let me bring up the proper ship here. <laughs> but the the gross occur first with no mods, no nothing, just no nothing on it at all is 7.7 just for the secondaries plus then whatever you start adding the modules and flags in there so i would assume that you're going to be above 11 right and uh you know that that's one thing with the odin i think i i can reach out to 11 but it's with the flags uh without i think um mid 10s which is still pretty solid i mean dds come in there to try and torp They've got to torp from a long way out if they got a hope in hitting me because I'm going to be hitting them like crazy with those secondaries. So I believe my Odin, uh, the Odin is different from the. I'll use the Turpets as an example because it's it's got less secondary guns, but it's got more big caliber ones, and the firing angles aren't as good. But it does shoot a little bit farther. I believe my Odin goes like eleven even without the flag. Okay. So, grosser curve first with flags in full, and that's with manual fire control, is 11.6 kilometers on the secondaries. But here's the cool thing. Um, your secondary, So, your 128 millimeters have got an HE shell pen of 32. And yeah, I was going to say, you can also get, uh, with those German battleships, you get quarter caliber HE penetration. Right. Yes. So, you have four uh, two-rifle 150 millimeter guns, so there's two on each side that have a 38 millimeter pen and that's with he so you're tearing up some stuff with gk yeah now now that back down to the bismarck a little bit that one seemed a little anemic with its secondaries it doesn't have the secondary range that the uh that the uh uh the gross and the uh kerfers did do it does it no it's down to like mine i've all flagged up and everything is 10.8 it'll be 10.8 well it'll be 10.8 without the flag right well, it's still not terrible, then. I, I might have yeah, to right. look into that, then. But with the turtleback armor, I mean, the ships are designed to get in close. And so, right. as with all the ships on the line, your danger point, because you have weaker deck armor, your danger point is going to be that plunge you fire at long distance, which is a common mistake that the newer players, you know, they get this, you know, grind up to the curfers, and they're like, great, I have this ship, but I'm, I'm getting you know, burn down, you need to get in closer so that their arc of fire is bouncing off your hull versus plunging down into the deck. So that's the weak right, point. Right, right, right. The German battleships in this game are actually a really good demonstration of the concept of immunity range, which isn't really a thing in this game as much as it is in real life. Um, so for those of you who don't know, immunity range means th- the distance at which the shell angle, the incoming shell angle is such that it will bounce off both the deck armor and the main belt armor, essentially making your ship immune to citadel hits from other ships. Um, And the way it was designed was ships were designed to defeat uh, shells of their own caliber. So, for example, we'll... Let's let's use the Iowa uh, the Iowa class for example. They were designed to defeat sixteen inch shells at certain ranges. I don't know what the ranges were off the top of my head. It was like twelve thousand to twenty five thousand yards or something. I don't I don't remember what it was, but that was an uh, the distance at which it couldn't kill itself. If that makes sense. So bringing that back into the game with these German battleships, 
Uh, the way that turtleback armor works is you have a flat deck on top of the citadel, and you have your essentially, for all intents and purposes, flat uh, belt armor. But in between those, there is an angled bit that's angled inwards. That's the turtleback. So that means that uh, at close range, you don't have a perfect broadside thing to shoot at. You're aiming at angled armor all the time. But that means that at a certain, at a certain distance, that plunging fire is going to be 90 degrees to that turtleback. That's where you get citadel. At least that's how I understand it. That's how I understand how that mechanic works. Yeah, but right. if, if you're yeah. not in a ship that can launch plunging fire, you're going to have to hit them with HE and, and set them on fire. That's that's what I've done in, in some of the ships that yeah. I've been. And then the other thing with that, mm-hmm. though, is if you're in a ship that can't do plunging fire, your shell velocity is probably fast enough you can punch through the belt armor anyway. You're just not going to get citadels, but you'll get right. AP pens. Uh, you use like something like the Moskva, for example. Right. The armor layout does a good, pretty good job of showing that representation when you go look at the ships and you see how it, the the citadel armor kind of makes a T that with drooping ends down that kind of give you that extra protection for the angle. Yeah, I it's a great line going up. Um, I've heard a lot of uh, pros and cons about the Friedrich de Grossa, the Tier Nine. Um, it, a lot of the issues were fixed when they. I guess buffed the dispersion. I went back and kind of put a few battles through mine, and it does get a lot better dispersion shots. I, I think the one weak point of the Frederick de Grossa, which is at tier nine, most of your um, competition battleships are same tier. They've all got three or four turrets with three rifles per turret, and the Frederick de Grossa, sticking with the Creek Marine design, still has the two rifles per turret. So you've got less actual uh, artillery rounds that are that are going out. And so that, that it, it, it does affect its damage per minute somewhat, but it's still a solid ship. You can still roll in there. Um, I know a lot of people have issues with it. Um, wait till you get it fully upgraded. When you, yeah, as with anything in any tech three line, once you get all of the advancements put on it, you know the the, the hull and the engine, um, it becomes a, a much better ship. Um, it used to be what I considered to be a hurdle to get through the line, I don't consider it a hurdle anymore. And going back through the line, like down to the tier three Nassau, up to the Kaiser and the Koenig, the whole line, I I would consider this one of the few lines that does not have a hurdle to get through. It was very enjoyable to, to go that's all the way That's something that's really important for when you're regrinding stuff for Research Bureau. Also, Absolutely. with the, the Kerfurst itself, with the, the 420 Blazets, um, it's got it matches the Montana for the heaviest broadside in the game, at least until the Vermont comes out. Yeah, but the Vermont doesn't have turtleback, so you can tear it up. True, you can. I, I haven't. I haven't seen too many. I've gone up against what is that? The the Minnesota, a couple of times, and like the California. Um, my jury's still out on the new U.S. Navy battleships, but so far, in my experience, yeah, I've I've been able to to tear them up pretty good. But get, getting off topic, um, the nice thing, too, about the German battleships is you, you've got torpedoes on the line, um, like the, the Nice, I want to say the Nice now, and um, the, the Bayern. Does Bayern have torpedoes as well? No. No, I no. believe the Nice no. now is the only one. Yeah, Nice now. Other than the Tirpitz and the Odin, but they're premiums. The Tirpitz they don't and really the Odin. Count. Also, the Palmer has torpedoes as well. Yes. Um, so I, I know the Palmer, I, it's premium, but I'll throw that in there. I, I know it's not a tech tree line, but uh, the Palmer is coal. So it, you have the potential, if you grind enough for it to get it, everybody has access to the Palmer. That thing was a total beast in the last uh, three-on-three rank sprint at Tier 9. That thing was a beast. Uh, the only drawback to the Palmer is the firing angles on your rear turrets, but if I could move on to like new player tips, um, as you're rolling with these German battleships, I know it's tough to do, and, and you can apply this to just about any line. Just forget you have rear turrets. Bow tank, roll in front with, with the front two turrets, and then if you can kind of swing the back end around and get a little bit of, of an angle on it, you can engage with the back turrets. But um, you, you won't go wrong with the Kriegsmarine 
how are the angles on the Palmer and how are the angles of the front turrets facing backwards? I don't, I don't have it, so I can't really say anything. it's, I want to say at like 45 degrees, you really have to expose more. And that's one of the drawbacks is, is it the same as the front. Um, is it the same as facing forward. Yeah, it's, it's about the same. I don't have the exact specific angles. Um, you're going to find you're going to have to expose a little bit more broadside to get all four turrets to engage on target. But uh, the Palmer has three rifles per turret. So you still have, even with the front two turrets, you still got six rifles going out versus the typical four. <laughs> AA is good. AA solid. Um, yeah, if I was a new player, um, in fact, this was one of the first lines that I went up at first uh, was the, the German uh, Creek's Marine Line, mostly because I wanted to get to the Bismarck for historical purposes, and um, I just kept right on rolling through. So, two thumbs up for me. Yeah, I like it. I've I've enjoyed it. I just don't get a lot a lot of time in it, but I do enjoy or the German line. Yeah, it's one of those things that uh, I, I got to get back into the Bismarck, get on the water a little bit, and just keep keep uh, you know fighting through it. Get get up to the. Uh, uh, all the way to the curve first and uh, work through the nine. I like the Bayern. I, I like the Nisenau, uh Good ships. And, uh, I, you know, the Bismarck, I just got to give more time in it. I, I haven't had it a whole long time and it's just, I, I've been busy running a bunch of others and working on like the IJN battleship line. You know, doing my, uh, I, I, I've got two, uh, two uh, research bureau resets that I've got to be working up to. So I've got a lot of stuff on the, uh, a lot of coals in the fire, so to speak. And it's, it's on the list, but God, there's so much to do these days. What issues were you having with the Bismarck? Uh, you know, the last time I played it, I don't remember. Um, I, I really wish I could. I, I just, I, I didn't find a lot of success in it, and I'm pretty sure I went with a secondary build because I, I knew that that was going to be the thing um, at higher tiers, so it just made sense to get the captain ready and get him, get him fired up. And the nice thing with the Odin is I have that secondary build captain already there, so I can just drop him onto Bismarck and back and forth so he can train up a little quicker. So that's kind of nice. So it's just the the dispersion really really bugged me i think was the biggest thing and there wasn't really any way to do a, a buff to the dispersion and still have a good secondary uh range so i don't know i it just it's just one of those things i'm gonna have to play with and probably div up with you guys and 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 learn a few things with it uh from the guys that have have gone past it and uh and still have it still play it still like it so but yeah, I won't buy the Turprits. Uh, have no real interest in that because I've got an Odin, and uh, you know, Mando, you and I were talking before. It, it's pretty much everything to Bismarck and the Turprits are all in one. So all the good yeah. things, and and why bother with the Turprits if I already got an Odin? You know, uh, play style, bigger guns. Um, me, it, it's it's got like you said, it has the the hydro and the torpedoes. And the secondaries, um, unfortunately, and I love the turpits. I've got a lot of battles in my turpits. Unfortunately, with the Odin, I just don't play my turpits anymore. The Odin has uh, replaced it, and I've got no qualms about saying that. It's interesting that I'm total opposite. I'm not a huge fan of the Odin. I think the turpits is a way better ship. Really? Why do you is say that, that? Because of the gun caliber? Because of the gun caliber, yeah. And... Uh, I find the yeah the Odin's alpha is kind of frustrating. The HE sucks, but the AP doesn't really have the pan to deal with battleships at any kind of decent range. You know, an, an AP over pan actually does more damage than a saturated HE hit. So there's literally no point in shooting HE ever. And since the fire chance is so pathetic, see, and and I run HE almost all the time, and and this I had a, a battle just just tonight a few hours ago, and I had like seven fires. And that was most of my damage, just burn damage and burn and burn and burn. And, and uh, it's uh, it's really nice. Some of those fires were started with secondaries, but that's a heck of a lot of fires in a match, you know, that, that goes the distance. Interesting. I, I know the Odin uses the 305s versus the Turpets 380s. Um, I'll have to put some replays up. I've been having really good games with the Odin, and I have zero issues with penetrating 
even at. Now, don't get me know, wrong. I don't dislike the Odin. I just like the Turpets better. Oh no, I I totally get you. I know that the Odin three hundred five has got a, a higher shell velocity than the Turpets, which may be where I'm getting the penetration from. But um, to me, I'm I'm on the other side of the camp where the Odin is the best of both worlds between Bismarck and Turpets, especially when it comes with the consumables. All right. Well, we wrap that up. Um, I, I think that was a that was a good uh, little little uh, a spiel for for anybody that's working their way up that line. And uh, yeah, good some some good tips there, and uh, some some interesting talk. Even with the premiums, if you uh, get interested in that, premiums aren't bad. If you can, I've always looked at premiums like this. If I'm grinding a line, I'm looking for a premium that helps. Uh, not maybe I guess supplement the line in that I can put a captain that's on say in this case a Bismarck and throw him on the Odin as well and now he'll train up much faster because I can bounce him in between those two back and forth and back and forth and uh, you know it, it works out pretty well and you know what when uh, when it's all said and done you have a 19 or eventually 21 point captain sitting on an Odin that you can throw on your curve first as well and that's never a bad thing did you guys hear something just now? It sounded a little bit like a whale call. <laughs> no, 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 no. Back, back it up a little bit. <laughs> the Odin I got by putting in some time and got it out of the dockyard, and I have no interest in this week's do- or this this month's dockyard, I should say. And uh, so I will not be obtaining that one. But uh, yeah, no, that was not a whale thing, by the way. The only sound I heard was the toot-toot of my whaling boat leaving its port. That's the only sound I heard. No, no whale here. Uh, probably the furthest from, from all of you, all of us four st- uh, sitting here. I'm, uh, I'm probably the least of the whales. Yeah, I think I have more premiums than you do ships. Yeah, I, I think I've got 32 ships in my port right now. I was, I was talking, mm. I think it was Legion in, in our clan the other night. We were playing, and, and I... Hey, we were talking about having too many available extra vacant slots, and he had like 41 of vacant slots, and I had like 45, and he says, wow, I, uh, and he had like 100, I forget how many ships, lot, quite a few ships, and I said, well, I've got, I've got 31, I've got more vacant, sh- uh, vacant slots than I do ships by about 15, <laughs> and he said, what? <laughs> and he, he, he started laughing, we had a good laugh at it, that, yeah, I, I don't keep a bunch of ships, I have a couple of down a low tier, I have some in the medium tier, and I have some at the high tier, and I don't keep them, because you know what, I'm always low on the, on the credits, so I've got to sell the lower ship to finance the bigger ship and sometimes i got to go out in a premium and and get some credits coming in so that i can afford all the extra modules and stuff when you buy into a ship so so and that's another thing i wanted to say real quick before we go to break premium ships when you drop the money and buy a premium ship should come fully stocked with your choice of modules you should not have to purchase modules i think that's the dumbest thing you buy a premium ship and oh you can't get it wet yet because it doesn't have any of the modules on it you're killing me wargaming it's just silly just real naked. You know, what they're probably what they'll they would do is they'd uh that would be a, a different package that would be like 20 20 bucks more yeah right just roll naked, man. Roll naked. No paint. No <laughs> flags. Just roll naked, man. I've, I've seen people in premium ships with no camo on. I'm like, what are you doing? You literally have a permanent camo that came with the ship. I call that skinny dipping. They're out skinny dipping in their boat. That's what I call it. <laughs> I mean, maybe they had a different camo on and forgot to turn on uh, auto resupply when they, the next game, whatever, it happens. But it's just funny. I mean, I haven't done gone without a, my premium ones, but I have taken some and swapped them out with other ones because maybe they gave me a, a captain bonus, something or XP bonus for this or something like that. But usually, yeah, it's always I've always got the permanent camo. How many vacant slots do you have, Mister Two Hundred and whatever ships? Um, just only, I only have twenty. Oh, really, I have thirteen, thirteen uh, or fourteen, and I've got a, I've got a hundred and one ships. I'm up to two fifty nine with twenty vacant. I'm looking at 165 ships in port and 43 vacant slots. Yeah, how about that? You know, and I oh, think I, I picked up another vacant slot. Whale. 
Yeah, really. <laughs> well, if I sold all the ones that I don't play on a regular basis, I would have a crap ton of vacant slots. But yeah, oh yeah, of course, me too. I'm I'm out of the business of selling ships now. I'm I'm gonna grind all the credits I need. Yeah, for me, I gotta sell them. I I, I can't. But grind I also them. have five tier nine premiums, so credits are never really an issue. I got one. <laughs> one. The but you know what they used to John say Bart. back in the. You know what they used to say back when it first came out was if you have a Missouri and you have still have a credit problem, the ships mm-hmm. you're playing aren't the problem. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. And I never got that one, so I'm still poor. But it's fine. It's fine. Yeah. Well, if they're I, all the same nowadays. I'll tell you, if I My had main the credit. credits, if I had the credits laying around to fill those other 45 slots, I, I'd have almost 100 ships. I'd be all kinds of happy, and then I'd have the same problem you guys have as, oh, what ship do I play today? <laughs> yeah, well, it I've never like, had every, that problem. Every time I division with somebody, it's uh, like, I, who was I playing with yesterday? It must have been, must have been Shep. It was with Shep and Gambino. That's who it was. And they were just like, I, every time I division with you, I see a ship that I've never seen you play before. <laughs> yeah. See, so, Hey guys, what are we doing? Hey, we're doing tier fours. Great. I'll bump down the tier fours and I'll break out with something. that's like, man, I haven't, I gotta, you know, knock the dust off this one. And then when you get in game there, people ask me like, is that a new ship coming out? Like, no, I've had this forever today. You know, and no, I've never you had get that those games. Then you play those ships, and you're like, "Wow, now I remember why I haven't played this ship exactly. in five years." Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I've been there. <laughs> All right, with that, let's take a quick break. We'll be right back, everyone. All right, welcome back from the break, and uh, that segment was a lot of fun. We had some good laughs, and uh, we're going to move into some of the dev notes. Uh, I was reading, let me pull it up here before I get too far ahead of myself, and one of the ones that I saw was very interesting. I wanted to see what you guys thought about this, because this seems to me very strange and a little out there. Skip Bombers. They're talking about bringing a new type of aircraft, uh, uh, carrier squadrons, skip bombers. The concept is they're going to be HE bombs, and they claim that this was actually reality used during World War II. And I believe they're right. If I remember right, I've seen some some videos and stuff of this. And and what they say is planes can descend to a low altitude and drop their bombs. The bombs themselves can make several bounces on the surface of the water before hitting the target. And with this, they don't need to fly close to the ship to perform an attack, uh, reducing the time spent in the target ship's AA defensive zone. So I'm looking at it like, okay, well, they're talking about knocking down some AA to benefit the D. Well, we we found it as a benefit to the DDs. Mm -hmm. If any of you guys have seen the movie Dam Busters, it's like that. That's how they work. But it yeah, seems it seems like they they've kind of reduced some of this stuff. They're gonna. It was almost like a small nerf to the to the uh, to the CVs with all the stuff they were talking about coming ahead, and then they go ahead and put this out, and now it's almost as if this new new aircraft line can kind of skip right underneath all that stuff and still hit get your hits. Well, in, I was so. watching a video on it a little while ago, and they look like they're going to be pretty hard to use. Well, yeah. Have you have you guys seen the video on it? No, I have not. not. No. So basically, the video is as you uh, you know you click the button, you start your attack run. You're going to have three drop zones pop up. One of them is going to be immediately underneath you, and it's going to be in the shape of a square. And then one of them is going to be out at a medium distance, and another square at a far distance. And so you have a choice. Those are your bounce points. Those are your bounce points. So you have either the choice of dropping right away at a high altitude, in which case the HE bomb will detonate as it hits the target, or your plane will come down and basically get right on the deck, in which case then you 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 will line up whatever your target is has to be in one of those boxes. Just like um, with a torpedo, distance-wise, but like you actually correct. have to be at the right distance. And did the squares get, like, did the, did they have dispersion? Like, did the squares get bigger as they further away? I don't remember. I didn't see any dispersion. It was a very short video that Wargames put out. It's all still work in progress uh, testing. Um, but what I did see was you have to be careful because if you are aiming for a ship and you don't line it up correctly, your your bombs right will actually it. skip and bounce right over the top of it and keep on going. 
the um, or you got to be careful because the bomb will skip and like if you have an he bomb it'll it'll go straight into the armor belt on the side of something and you'll, Dude, you'll get no, a shatter yeah yeah so you, it's going to be a harder targeting system so it's going to be one of those you know more risk but higher reward if you can get it to land i wonder if that's also going to be a precursor to depth charge planes because they'd probably use Good a question. similar mechanic oh well i know the depth depth charge planes are going to be that's just going to be like a consumable where it'll just hover or you'll be able to call it in and it, it, it that'll be like your fighter squadrons it'll be an automatic function no, oh, but I mean from the perspective of a carrier, if carriers can end up getting death charge planes. I don't know. I have not seen any documentation or anything um, in on the back web about. Neither have I. What I'd, I mean, what I'd like to see from that is have it be like the fighter consumable. Yeah. Which is, pro- if I had to guess, that's probably what would happen, because that's kind of what's how it's going to work with uh, carrier, uh, not carriers, battleships. But anyway, that's a little that's a little off topic. So yeah, it is an interesting um, tactic. I I am looking forward to it. As with anything, it's going to bring more diversity to your you know carriers. I don't think it's going to be anything that's going to really break the game. And to be honest, uh, I consider myself an average Joe player. Um, it might be a little too complicated for me to 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 really have to worry about it but i don't know i mean you never know you might get some of those guys that are out there that are just you know reflex gamers and their reticles are spot on but that's way above my skill level yeah and they didn't make any mention as to whether it was going to be a specific uh, nation or just all the nations across the board and it says in the future they will be testing that near future is what they said so we don't have any any specific patch that they're going to drop it in but uh i don't think we'll be seeing them for a long time yeah if you're interested in that i mean it's something to look forward to i mean you know it might be hard we might think it might be difficult but if you look back before they launched the german carriers and the dive bombers we all thought thought that would be pretty darn hard too and and you know those of us that played it found it to be you know not that bad and it was kind of fun i enjoyed the the actual gameplay of those so two applications i can see that would be a benefit to the skip bombing is of course we know that when you have the dive bombers or the bombers your time over target is significantly longer and you lose a lot more aircraft to any aircraft fire because you, you got to hover right over the top of them and that reticle is directly underneath you so this will allow you to skip those bombs in from a greater distance out potentially saving your resources you know in the in the carrier battle of attrition the and thing- and the real the real like true unicum thing bouncing bombs over islands that's what i was going to say too oh, is, yeah. um oftentimes you, you'll get some of those ships that are just locked into, and you can't drop a torpedo yeah, on them. You can't get close for a torpedo, and and yeah. you're so close with the the island that your your bombers are too high, so that your drop gets screwed up, and you can't launch fighters at them for the same reason. But this could be the the golden ticket for getting him to move. I don't I, know. I, I I've seen an awful lot of torpedo planes come over the mountain and bounce them off of a rocky area and still arm and hit me i i saw i don't know maybe they're just finally saying all right we can do it with torpedoes let's make it a little bit more uh, natural and let's let's do skip bombing instead i think it would be fun uh, to try to skip bomb something in it's it's kind of like the you know the mini putt-putt golf course to see if you can skip it and bounce it over something and i think it would be hilarious to you know skip an he bomb and and nail a shimikaze hiding behind an island chain or something. I, you, you'd see a lot of salt going up in the chat after that. Oh, I'd do yeah. it just. To, I'd do it just to see somebody cry in chat. Well, I would imagine once they get set on their run, and you know they're coming in, you can see what kind of uh, uh, you know the whatever little symbol they use. You can recognize that and go, okay, skip bombers coming in. So what I need to do if I'm in a DD is start 
hard different course this way s turn that way this way that way and once he puts them in the water you bank a different direction they're going to go wide i I would assume yeah i don't think they'll be a very effective anti-destroyer weapon no i would imagine and and it even said in the post that it can skip over small ships so in that case there are some small cruisers and there are some small dds that this might go right over the top of and not hit at all well, uh, okay, so allow me to retort. I, I didn't say it, w- it would be an effective method. I said it would be <laughs> okay. a fun method. A but, fun method to be able to nuke a ship. Sure, it would sure. be hilarious to but nuke a Mikazi if you could land a, one. That is an interesting thing, too, though. If you if you are able to skip it from far enough out that you do bounce, say, a smaller ship, but you're actually targeting a battleship on the other side of it, that 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 would actually lessen some of your time in their AA bubble as well. Yeah, that's the whole point is to be able to skip those things in so that you're not time over target like the normal right. bombers are. And, and and if anybody who pilots a carrier knows with the fighter plane or you know with with your resources, it's a battle of attrition on that one. How many resources can I keep in the air? How many can I afford? And and that's going to make a huge determination on what your targets you're picking out. Do I pick on you know the the lame lone wolf that's floating out there by their lonesome, or do I have enough you know resources to go after that tight bubble group parked in a corner? You know. It's gonna it's gonna play a big role. Yeah, and that they didn't say when, but that that's uh, that's down the road, I'm sure, at some point. But uh, another another one that they talked about, and, and once again in the near future, they're talking about a new group of battleships and cruisers will be tested, and they call these hybrids. Main feature is the ability to launch a squadron of planes. Launching and controlling them is done in the same way as aircraft carriers by pressing a separate button. After they launch, you control the squadron fully, and the ship's controlled in autopilot mode, just like a carrier. Uh, It says hybrids won't have automatically activated consumables, but the testing to be done with two ships carrying torpedo bombers, torpedo bombers, uh, both Japanese, uh, a tier eight cruiser called the Tone or T O N E, um, and then the Japanese uh, tier six battleship Isa. So that's Issei, Isa, whatever. But you know, I'm not Japanese. I don't speak it very well. So, <laughs> but but anyway, the, I'm assuming those may be premiums. I don't know. Maybe that's something they're gonna. That's two different lines if they put them in in the the tech tree. So I gotta believe they're gonna be premiums. But really interesting. Uh, we're turning cruisers and battleships into CVs now. All of a sudden, I don't know that I'm on board with this. It's it's a stretch to me. I don't. I see this as one big gigantic potato magnet because everybody's going to want to get one, and they're going to sail that. Of course, you're going to have no control over your ship, you know, and so it's just going to be this cruiser sailing along broadside to everybody, and they're going to be launching their torpedo planes, and then next thing you know, they're going to get broadsided and they're going to sink, and then they're going to be salty because. You know, oh, this stuff's broken, whatever. I don't know. I see a lot of potatoes. I don't see a lot of threat coming out of these. For me, I mean, if I want to have torpedo bombers, I'll get a carrier and I can stay a ways from the area exactly. and I can I can set up my little uh, my little route that I want the autopilot to travel. And if stuff starts coming in my way, I turn and head a different direction. But with these, I mean, it takes a cruiser or a battleship right out of the fight. And uh, I don't know. I mean, maybe in you know last last ditch effort, you're going to get smoked. You're about to go down. You launch your your planes up, and you can at least get some more points. I, I don't know. It, to me, it it doesn't make sense. I, the only application that I could see that these would be used in would be something like a a ranked or a clan battle where you have uh, some some ships that are really dug in really tight. Everybody's island camping. Everybody's shooting over, and no, you, you just can't make you, you, you can't make any uh, headway against the other team. Okay, I'll launch a torpedo squadron. I might be able to you know chase them out of a corner or something. To me, I don't know. It. it I think that this is going to promote an already stagnant meta, which is a sniping camping meta, which I think that 
the game needs to move forward and get back to that, um, you know, battleships. I, I was in a battle today where all the battleships sat on the 9 and 10 line and nobody wanted to charge forward. And, of course, the other team took all the caps. I think this is going to promote more of that gameplay where you, they're just going to go up and park behind an island and then sit there and launch their planes all day long. Well, if you're going to do that, just go be a carrier, you know. Well, if it's in the way of a, a consumable, I could see at the beginning of a game, um, you know, you launch them, you get out, and you find out where they all are in the absence of a carrier. Uh, the other option, you know, so spot for, for your for your teammates, you know, at least figure out what's going on, maybe get a, a torpedo run on something early. Um, the other option is what happens when you're in a uh, a storm that comes through and the their visibility is reduced to like 8k and nobody can see anybody because we're all standing way the heck out and we're launching in nobody can see anybody well maybe these can get in and at least spot something again and maybe people can get shots if they're close enough maybe you can just launch torpedoes and maybe turn the tide of a game in that case but that's that's really specific you know that's kind of a specific niche to to, to fill and I, I just don't know. I, I really don't know. I mean, it's interesting. It's, it's something, but I, I don't know that I'm going to be a big buyer on this. I don't either. There's there's <laughs> a couple of um, videos up that are on hybrid or, or on um, YouTube already with some of the the hybrid ships, but I don't know. It, it we'll see. I, I think if if you're right, if they make it a consumable versus something that's going to be a restorable resource like a carrier like you only get three squadrons to use maybe that'll help tone down the the gameplay um but the rate that it's going of course again this is all work in progress this is all just you know thoughts and 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 projections of of what could be or what may not be and and they could wargame could go down the line and scrap the whole program altogether um i i just don't i just don't see it being very viable in the game. We'll see. We'll see. So I'm the only, Convince of me. The, of the four of us, I'm the only um, reasonably experienced carrier player, right? You guys don't really do much with carriers, do you? I'm an carrier. average Joe. I don't carrier. claim to be an expert, no. Yeah. Carriers, are they in the game? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, really. Yo, they're in the game. If you play DDs, you know the the cancer is out there. I was going to they're all there. following Cyber's Destroyer. That's, That's right. You know, yeah, you know, following mine. <laughs> I will. I will say something. I haven't played Destroyers a whole lot lately. I got in a game the other night, and I jumped in my old Edinburgh, and the it was I forget the uh, Tier Eight Tech Tree German carrier. Parsival, that's yes. what it was. Yeah, he got all kinds of excited and came right for me, and he ran torps down my throat, and I dodged him. And then he came at me with rockets, and then he came at me with bombs. I'm like, my God, there's like eleven other guys to shoot at. Go pick on a destroyer or something, man. <laughs> he had me down to half, and I'm like, w do I have a big DD painted on the side of this ship that I didn't see when I launched? What the heck? I couldn't believe it. I'm like, it, it's happening now. It's it, it, the cancer is spread to all of my ships, no matter whether I'm in a DD or not now. So I might as well just say, heck with it, get in a DD. At least then I can cuss and swear all I want, and you know it'll be warranted <laughs> a little bit more. But it's something, man. Anyway, Is, talk, you, you were saying? Yes, I was saying. Um, Sorry. As somebody okay. who plays carriers, I think these hybrids are going to be interesting. Yeah, I really would like to see being able to still control your ship without the stupid autopilot when you have planes in the air. It's a complaint I have with carriers themselves. The autopilot really is not good. But I can see it being really useful, first of all, for spotting. It's going to make it a lot easier to spot for yourself. You know, you fly your planes out there, you spot the guy, recall them, shoot. Or do your right. strike, launch the torpedoes, then make sure your guns are pointed the right way already and shoot, and that could be interesting. They, can also, they could also end up being, from what I understand, you're only going to get torpedo planes, but that could change. Like, if you got rocket attack planes, it could be a really good anti-destroyer weapon. You know, could actually yeah. give a battle those things some reasonable defense against destroyers, and um, 
just more spotting. It'll allow you to do, say, your way the heck on the other side of the map and nobody went with you and you find that nobody went on that side of the map. Okay, fine. Autopilot it up, fly to the other side and you can still do stuff. It's it's not necessarily going to be the worst of both worlds, but obviously it's not going to be as good as a carrier. Obviously it's not going to be as good as a battleship. But I like to think that they're going to be okay. It's going to be enough of both worlds. Like yeah. I said, I'm just kind of interested in how it's going to be implemented. It's just yeah, yeah the, they need a lot. Of main work. thing, the real bit, the big thing lies in the is. Let's try that again. The big thing lies in the implementation. Because, yeah. like you said, you know, if you go into that mode, okay, now you're taking away ten guns, basically ten rifles, depending upon your ship. You know, six, ten, twelve rifles that you could be doing damage in. In the meantime, you're flying around trying to hopefully hit with a squadron of torpedoes. I, you know, I don't know. Well, put them on a curve first, and you won't have to worry because your secondary is going to reach across the map. And, That's true. Uh, you know, you just put it on autopilot and wreck everything with your secondaries. You don't even need your main guns. They have wicked bad dispersion anyway. So, <laughs> you know, fly around and torp people. Well, as as we've said before, the German ones are supposed to be designed for more close up. So your your dispersion right. gets better when you're at medium to short to medium to short range than it is at medium to long range. Yeah, I know. I just gotta. I gotta. I gotta I think, get in there. I think what they could end up being is kind of like close-in support carriers. You know, that actually roll with the team because you have the armor to deal with other ships. Hopefully. Yeah, maybe that's a thought I hadn't considered. If you want to do that, just roll a roll a, a Kriegsmarine carrier. That's what they do. They've got the armor. Yeah, but how many yeah. people actually and, do that though? And the secondaries. I would say there's more of them doing that in the Craig's Marine. I, I wouldn't say there's not, uh, not everybody does it, obviously, but I would say there's a bigger percentage of people doing that in the German carriers than any other um, of the carriers. Uh, I mean, you just don't see it in the other carriers. People stay way back, way out of the area, and usually it's the last ship taken out because you can't find them until the end of the game. So Right. I mean, how but, many times in, and when we were doing ranked and if there was a German carrier in there, how many times did we find their carrier right with the rest of their group yeah, almost in the caps? Yeah, capping. <laughs> capping at times, yeah. yeah. Well, we did that once or twice, too. Sock was running the carrier and said, hey, uh, nothing's going on over here. I'm going to go over there and cap. <laughs> Which worked difference. well, you know. Yeah, but those those were kind of few and far between. But I mean, any time, not every time, but a lot of times when we get in there, when we were doing the doing the uh, clan battles, you would, and they did have those. We did a lot of times find there's right 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 in the you know the, the middle of things with everybody else. It was just very odd. Right. All right. Well, that that's on the on the agenda for for them at some point. Um, the last update that I noticed uh, on the dev no, dev blog. Uh, was a visual effects update and they, once again this is soon there be a closed test session but I kind of saw this and saw this as, as interesting and kind of an additional quality of life improvement uh, we, we like the game we like the explosions we like to see stuff we want to we want to see the fires on ships we want to see all that stuff um, as it is now somebody puts out a fire it just goes out you know here they're talking about implementing uh, uh, some gameplay elements, uh, usage of consumables, fire effect on ship with fire of prevention skill. Uh, so like updated uh, shell tracers now lighting up on map and shadows from islands are taking into account for them. Uh, light and shadows of visual particles, i.e. fires, now take sun positioning into account during real time. Uh, and then change uh, effects of torpedoes, shells, planes exploding and falling onto water and earth, smoke, fires, and many others. Besides that, they're also working on effects for the destructing, uh, destruction of the ship for AA and movement uh, animation of AA guns. So more quality of life stuff here, and uh, I, I don't know if it, it's not going to break the game, but it's certainly interesting uh, that they're looking at visual improvements, and, and I definitely like that part of the or the, at least that entry at all the blogs that i read i'm all about visual improvements i i know i always give kudos to their art department um even with the you know the failure of the 40k she real disappointment but still their artists do a really good job um so i'm all about improvements um 
which begs me to question, I'm going to dive down a rabbit hole real quick. Whatever happened to the Transformers? I thought we were all excited for them to come out. What's what's the news on that? Um, I think they're coming out in the next week or two, if I remember correctly. Yep, yep. They said later this month. So sometime, I mean, uh, we, right okay. now we're at September 13th uh, as we record this, and they said later this month. So I'm assuming there'll be a patch somewhere, you know, week three, week four, somewhere in there. I've had a little bit of a change of heart on that. I know I wasn't very pro Transformers. I want a Megatron captain now, just because I want the voice pack. Yeah, see, I mean, <laughs> welcome aboard. Welcome abar- aboard yeah. the fun train. Choo <laughs> <laughs> choo. Yeah, my little fun train. Here we go. Woohoo. <laughs> but back on topic, yeah, they've always, anytime you improve any of the graphics, any of the art, um, it's, I'm always a big, fan of that and there's even if you're a world of, uh, of tanks player there's a couple of maps and i'll have to find out for the next blog there's a couple of maps that actually have some of the cities from world of tanks on the islands you can look at it and go hey that's you know churnborg or whatever you know from such and such a map and so you, you find these little easter eggs in the game all the time which i think is really cool all right well that'll wrap up the uh the rest of what i got um any of you guys got any anything to add uh, that you guys wanted to cover before we go to parting shots? I I had something, if we had a couple moments. Sure, fire it up. So I, I like to troll, not troll, I, I like to um, crawl around in the muck of the forums, the official World of Warships forums, and get down into the bowels of the basements of the posts and stuff. And I came across a really interesting post, and it came as a surprise to me, which makes sense, because it was there was a ship that was coming out on the horizon in keeping with the Kriegsmarine uh, theme going out the past uh, couple of patches. Uh, I was looking forward to the Kriegsmarine, the, the Munchen, or the Munchkin, or however you pronounce it, the Munchen, which came out. And a very interesting ship, if you're not familiar with it, it's basically a Kriegsmarine light cruiser comparable to the Atlanta. And and so as I was reading along, one post caught my eye where it was basically it's it's entitled Atlanta versus the the Munchen. And hands down, everybody that has provided feedback on that says that the Munchen hands down is just and they're the same tier, is just tearing these Atlantas up. The the Munchen, if you didn't know, it's got improved armor over the atlanta um it's faster um but the most importantly thing is or the most important um feature is that because it is a kriegsmarine cruiser it has baked in ifhe meaning its he pen is a 38 millimeter pen base which you have to spec for that in an atlanta and i know a lot of people don't like the atlanta if you have a 19, the Atlanta needs at least an 18, 19 point captain in it to really be effective. Um, this one, you don't need that IFHE skill. And so you can, you know, spec out on, in other areas. But I just thought it was really interesting because I enjoy the Atlanta. I think the Atlanta has been severely, severely power crept over the last couple of years. You don't see the Atlantas out there anymore. Um, the CV rework really killed it too. Yeah, mm-hmm. it did. And so. I'm going to be diving down the hole, and I've actually got a coupon I'm ready to burn here, and, and I might be picking up the, the munchin and uh, putting it out in the game, just because I really enjoyed the Atlanta gameplay when, when it was viable you know, back in the day. So I'll have to um, give, you, give you guys my, uh, my report on that next episode when, when I get some playtime in it. Now, is that a coal ship, doubloon ship, steel ship? What is it? It's, it's going to be a doubloon ship. Uh, I want to say it is... Uh, seven thousand doubloons. Oh, I'm gonna you look can buy it. Yeah, so, I'm gonna. You can buy it for cash too. So yeah. Okay, I'm gonna That's look in the premium shop. shop right now. Well, it would have. I guess it would have. Yeah, would have sailed out of Germany into the North Sea, and I guess there's some whales in the North Sea. <laughs> there are whales in the North Sea. Yeah, you can get it in the uh, premium shop. I think it's like thirty-five dollars. I'm gonna check the armory and see if it's available for doubloons. Yes, yeah, it I, is. I've came across a couple of those already, and uh, they are a little bit harder to sink than an Atlanta broadside, I'll tell you that. I've seen a couple of comments as well being saying, like, okay, we have the Mainz, and now we're getting the München. Does that mean we're getting a German light cruiser line? Interesting thought. Um, there Very is possible. talk. 
there is talk in, in, in the back bookshelves of the forums. I haven't seen anything official, but I, I, I want to say yes. I'm going to go out on a limb and say I believe that we will eventually see a Kriegsmarine light cruiser line coming out. Okay, quick question with that. What do you guys see? How many ships of that of that line do you see? Do you see four? Do you see five? Where do you see it splitting off of the other tree? What tier's the mention? Is tier seven? Tier seven. And then the mines is tier eight. I it might end up being where the tier five and six. What's the tier five on the German cruisers? The Nuremberg. I'm sorry, the Konigsberg. Konigsberg, that's right. Uh, and it might be where you go one, two, three, four, and then it splits at tier five because those are both light cruisers and they add two new heavy cruisers, kind of like what they did with the British. Yeah, it would it would be a fun line to see uh, come out. Or I guess kind of more like what they did with the U.S. Well, if it's Trump light, they ain't going to have, they're not going to have the turtle back then if they're a light cruiser, right? No, it is... Um, no, you are correct. It does not, from what I understand, it does not have the turtle back. I'm looking at it in my port right now. I mean, it, it's still more heavily armored than, say, a Smolensk or an Atlanta. So you've got more survivability to it. Okay. I just don't really want to see another line with, with ships that can't be citadeled, you know? <laughs> A turtle back is yeah. really, really tough to citadel, but they're very susceptible to HE, so that's a good tip for anybody as well. So I am seeing a turtle back armor, but you're looking at like the citadel deck is like 35 millimeters under a, an armor plating of the belt is like 50 millimeters. So yeah, you, I mean, you're still going to be able to penetrate. And you also got to look at the bad thing about that is unlike the small ends or the Atlanta, where you can sail AP rounds will go right through it and you'll get an, an, an overpen with these ones. The AP rounds will actually arm and detonate inside of the hole, which is kind of a drawback to it. But what you're looking at is going up against your destroyers and your other light cruisers. Um, that armor is going to, you're going to shatter uh, Atlanta shells on that thing. Well, definitely an interesting yeah, ship so to uh, to look forward to, or, or or you know, spend some doubloons if you want to be whale like like Mando. <laughs> it it is in the armory for eight eight hundred doubloons, and if you're like me, I just kind of accumulate doubloons over time with you know different um, premium time packages and stuff that I pick up. So, so there's that. Uh, KJ or Sock, you guys got anything before we hit our parting shots? Nope. Nope. Not right moment. All right. Well, then, Mando, let's start with you for parting shots and get out of here for the night. Yeah. Parting shots real quick. Um, marking myself safe from the fires in Oregon. Um, good to be back in a house with power and water. Not uh, There's a lot of people that aren't as fortunate as I am, and so I feel very blessed. Uh, I, I picked up a couple of funny names. Uh, a shout-out goes to Captain Potato Head and Premium Potato. You guys made me gave me an LOL in game. And my name for the week, I think this is the name. I don't know. I, I might have found the name to bestow all names. Bill Bro Shaggins. Bill Bro Shaggins, if you are out there and if you are listening, <laughs> dude. You got to come on the show and, and let us know where you got the name from. Bill Bro Shaggins is my name of the week. That's my parting shot. And uh, I, I saw one uh, just tonight that was Captain Fuzzy Britches. So I thought that was kind of funny too. But anyway, shout out there, both those guys. KJ, what do you got for parting shots? Uh, not a whole lot um, for glad Mando's safe and sound. Um, I'm glad he put up with uh, our extra potatoes that we sent for him since we started talking about on our Discord chat about Frank <laughs> yeah. starting back up again. Oh my god, <laughs> yes. If, if you're listening, get on Discord. Hit me with your potato memes. I love them. <laughs> yeah, there was an awful <laughs> lot this week. We uh, we kept him in good stitches at, at the right time for him, so it was it was well it was well received. Um, the only other thing I've got to, to think of, especially for a lot of our um, American personnel, this is September 13th. Um, just remember what happened several years ago for 9-11. Uh, you know, I know we live in troubled times. Just, you know, never forget. So that's about it. Right on, right on. <laughs> and uh, I was... <laughs> 
I was just picturing Mando without power, his phone dying, and he wants to say something on Discord to let us know he's fine, and he opens it up and has potatoes everywhere. <laughs> totally. <laughs> <can> just imagine. <laughs> it was a plate of hash browns served piping hot right at me. I was going to say, I just picture him sitting in the corner on the... Uh, on the hotel room floor, rocking back and forth, and potatoes, <laughs> <laughs> salted, curly fried. Uh. He, he was he was sitting there in the dark, watching the glow of his phone, saying, "All my buddies are a bunch of dicks." <laughs> <laughs> Not far from the truth. No, I love you. listening. Get on our Discord. We have a memes channel. Hit me up. Poke fun at me. I'm a good sport about it. Um, yeah, throw those potato memes at me. <laughs> yeah. All right, Sock, what do you got for a parting shot tonight? Oh, that was basically it. I was going to call Mando out. <laughs> okay. Well, I've got a few things. Uh, the show is now listed on YouTube. Uh, the link is in our show notes for anybody who wants to uh, grab a hold of the show uh, on that medium rather than uh, any of the other podcast mediums that we're out there on. Uh, also, we have launched. There's a, no video yet. It's audio only. Still, no, no. We, we've some of us are afraid of cameras, so we've we've got to get over that hurdle, and then we'll do something. I, I don't know if we're going to have you know, like Socket mentioned, maybe uh, uh, showing some replays that were sent into the show and and kind of stream those while we're doing the show. I don't know. We'll we'll figure something out. But right I now, I have a couple of other ideas, but I'll okay. share those once we finish recording. Yeah, perfect. We can do something like that. We'll we'll figure it out in the next couple episodes. We'll 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 do something. But for now, if you want to catch it on on YouTube, by all means, check it out. Uh, also, we launched another segment. Uh, well, not really a segment of the show, but a way that you can interact with us now. If you get to our Discord, you don't have to be a member of the clan. You can just be here as our honored guest. You can join us in the podcast studio, and we've got to get better at let, letting everybody know what times we're going to be doing the show so they can plan ahead and whatnot. But you can join us in the podcast studio. Says the one who wasn't here on time. No, no, I was on. I was actually <laughs> early, by the way. But, <laughs> but anyway, you can join us in the podcast studio. You will not be able to... Uh, speak via voice to us as we don't want anybody interrupting the show however we do have a chat channel uh it's called the live show chat room and in there you can interact with us as you're listening to us you got questions that come up you can hit us with that so we have a chat room now too so anybody that wants to interact with that just follow our discord and come in and, and visit and uh yeah, so that's that's that, and uh, you know, once again, I'm glad Mando's safe. Everybody's good to go. Uh, Nimitz is is safely at home, and will be joining us hopefully next week, and we'll be back at it. So, anyone think <laughs> here? I screwed it up already. I'm almost on the way out, and I screwed it up. <laughs> we'll edit that, everybody. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe not. Maybe a little bonus. Anyway, everybody, thanks for listening. Have a wonderful week. We'll talk to you soon. Bye-bye. music used in this podcast was provided by Joseph McDade. Find him at josephmcdade.com.